And what happens when a couple of guys who have spent the last 20 years working on their writing craft finally decide to get serious about publishing? Only to face a crumbling industry, AI written books, and a deluge of amateur self-publishing? Well, let's find out. On this episode, we discuss the Hollywood writer strike, the pros and cons of AI, and our plan to make it as writers. This is Hacking It with Dan Allen and Rob C. Welcome to our first episode of Hacking It. Robert and I are a couple of Gen Xers who met each other in high school and formed a friendship around our love of both literature and writing. We thought of ourselves as intellectual rebels, at least compared to our zombie-like peers, who had no appreciation for the classics of Western culture. But we weren't snobs. We indulged in pop culture in its various expressions, whether it was Star Wars, Star Trek, or the Beatles. We also found ourselves set apart from our peers because our moral grounding having deep-rooted faith in our own Christian traditions growing up. So basically, we grew up with a shared, unique perspective of the world and hoped that one day we would make it as writers. Let me rephrase that. Robert Cavalier and Dan Allen knew they would make it as writers. We were bound for literary greatness in pursuit of the great American novel, or at least American novels that were great in their own respects, This confidence was perhaps on the side of arrogance, but we had a vision inspired by our passions and our talents at that point. We knew we couldn't fail. We had our entire future. Maybe it would take a few years, but at least I was sure that I would definitely publish something within a decade. A decade? Seriously? That sounded like forever. Of course, neither of us bet the farm on these dreams. No, we were good Gen Xers. We got our bachelor's degrees and established respectable careers to pay the bills, to take care of our needs, for me to raise a family. Then ten years went by, and then another ten years. While Robert stayed faithful to his writing craft, I suffered an existential crisis. And then somewhere along the way, Robert, like a good friend, inspired me. Now, Robert's always been a few years ahead of me in terms of commitment to writing and production, but we've both have found ourselves at a place where we are completely serious, not just about our craft, not just about writing daily and making sure that this is a part of our daily lives, but about publishing. And then one day, we took stock of the publishing situation and noticed that things had suddenly changed. Where do you even start if the traditional publishing industry is in the midst of an identity crisis? How do you compete with self-publishing when thousands of books are being published every month on Amazon Kindle? Where do we even begin with generative artificial intelligence? In this first episode, Robert and I wanted to at least start the conversation. Though we do not have a published book to our name, We know a lot about writing, both as English majors and as life students of writing. Actually, one of our goals in this podcast, besides finding our place in the shifting literary world, is to co-author and self-publish a book about writing. Maybe, like you, we don't know how this journey is going to end. What I'm trying to do is, or what we are both, I think, trying to do is create a, a sort of a 
I guess a redundant system for lack of a better definition where we use this platform we're already setting a kind of a, an exciting uh, kind of a little bit of an adventure really you know a couple of guys uh, uh, that I followed started in about 2017 started with nothing and they started covering paranormal story not paranormal but really just legends I call they're called astonishing legends and and they started with nothing other than the two guys were pretty well, you know, I would say adept at sound editing. And, and they went to college together and they met up many years later. I think they've been friends, like kind of like us. And uh, they started with nothing and literally nothing. Now, they're, you know, the, the guy, both of them are, ma- are raking in a lot of money, you know. Yeah. Uh, in our, in, enough to live off of it. You know, I'm not that's not my ambition here with any of this, but really you can never get anything unless you start out somewhere you can't talk about you know starting a writing career right now without talking about ai and and the strike and it it's going to force writers to be on top of their game this is really going to separate the wheat from the chaff because if you're just uh if, if you haven't mastered the writing skill at least on a baseline level like chat gpt is already ahead of you but if you have mastered it, then you're going to realize what an advantage you have over AI. Because <laughs> yeah. messing around with it. No, this is an article I read about. Uh, I'm going to have to learn not to interrupt you. But an article I read is, is uh, you know, ChatGPT. Uh, sorry, teachers are complaining about ChatGPT idiot students sending, uh, you know, really bad papers that don't even show that they know how to use a tool. Yeah. Uh, and so... Please keep going. I, I, I like I like the idea of that you're you're hanging on to the zeitgeist moment. Yeah, but, it's either, yeah, it's either you can have. I mean, I'm seeing people's reactions. It's either the worst timing or the best timing. Like somebody but, with an open mind, with a big imagination, exactly. um, who is confident in their skills. This is an exciting moment because now you have a personal assistant. You know that that'll whatever you, you tell it to do. But you need to be smart enough to know how to use that tool. And you can't assume that it can do, it can replace you. If you think it can replace you, then you are no longer relevant. And you need to go back to the drawing board. For first words of this book. Yeah, this is is what you said. (laughs) That's being recorded because these are great introductory. So we've got two things. And I'm glad that you're on to this huge kind of mind-bending thing that I'm trying to do, that we're trying to do. Because it is a mind bender, because it's a mind bending moment in history, even. So it's perfect that even though we started out as let's write a book on writing, and you saw that a lot of my, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't call it hesitation, but my my idea of it was like the whole thing is really just a conceit, and it's really based on hacking it so that we could get a book out there, so that we can, uh, you know, have something to sell. And, and but let's just go one step above that. I thought. And let's just call, you know, the elephant in the room what it is. You know, what, what kind of advice would I be given anyone to start writing when the game has, has changed? Let's just focus it in on ourselves as the the novices. And I think that's a great way to look at ourselves. And I, I like looking at myself that way because it means that we can really explore together and, and understand how this technology is going to we're going to we're going to do the whole thing. We have challenges uh, for ourselves. The writer's strike right now in Hollywood is very important. It's important because a lot is at stake. Uh, there's a little bit of hypocrisy from some of the um, the big kahunas, uh, like the big artists, or I'm not artists, the big actors and all that, 
who already get a lot of money. No, this is really more about the little people, the writers that were trying to make it, the, the actors that were trying to make it in little commercials and little things and little parts and um, the, the working writers are the ones that have always been suffering the most through the advent of AI. We want to get in this moment for many reasons, sociological, artistic, just existential. It's an existential moment. It's kind of like we've been in a bunker and we come out of the bunker and like, yeah, we finally can like do this. And all of a sudden we realize that the landscape's completely changed, which is good and bad, just like the way you explained. Um, and, and in that it becomes an equalizer. Now, all the knowledge that people have accumulated, the, the professionals, all their knowledge, all their experience, all their contacts have been wiped out. Just like when you when your employer puts in a new software, you know, and you're like, oh, you develop so much uh, acumen with one set of tools. I've got the script that my dad wrote. He wrote yeah. it, my gosh, 20 years ago. It's, yeah. It's a script about Wild Bill Hickok. And he, I mean, he self-published it in book form. And so he's got a nice cover. He's got nice photos throughout. But it's a script. What can you do with the script right now except, you know, turn it into movies? So I so I said, OK, how can I use ChatGPT to turn this into a novel so that my dad has a book that he can sell when he's doing these his gunfights? You know, because yeah. people want to buy stuff. Wait, hey, this, the, what your dad do, is doing is the new future. OK, so everybody's going to be a lot of the big a lot of what writing is going to become for for a while at least until everything sorted out is going to be in these niches okay this is my vision this is my prediction and so what your your dad is in a weird way ahead of the time ahead of we are right there with him part of it is is getting into the perspective of of artists like your dad so what i'm trying to do is and uh, is not to focus in on writing as the soul the, the new thing is creativity so for what we're doing for instance with the book the writing book is we're producers, really. We're very smart, savvy, uh, technically inclined. Uh, as far as writing, we know what good writing sounds like. We know how to guide this. We're sort of like director producers of this work. And the ChatGPT is our our pack mule, right? If we can get the, the, the and by the way, there's a better ChatGPT, a better one. That's a much scarier one, much better. It's called Barry something something. It's not the one that everybody's using. It's another one. That, that one's really scary because it's really good. Okay, it's really good at writing. <laughs> Piece of crap. Uh, and so we want, we want, yeah, yeah. We want to use something like it to create this book. So, well, um, yeah, think about it. Think about it, uh, people in that situation, um, like my dad, you know, and my dad yes. is, he's not looking to get into the writing game, but let's say you got somebody like my dad in the 60s wrote some manuscripts years ago these were not con uh typing into computers and saving their manuscripts they've got manuscripts laying around so one of the things that i can do is show how you take a a um a physical manuscript that's not digitalized and make it digital so that you can put it into chat gpt once you put plug it in there are some things you got to do like when I scanned it, if you're converting like a script, like the, a script into a, a novel form, you have to give it some very specific commands because it won't do it uh, exactly the way it's supposed to be. And then once it's in there, what we can do is we can give some examples of what bad AI writing looks like and how you fix it. 
Well, the the best thing is to get this thing to do the bulk of the work, and you, you the person becomes kind of a, an editor of it and all that. But just remember that. Um, just remember that that's not the main part. It's kind of like a hook, okay? So there's we have like three hooks. Yes, we're taking this book seriously. We're gonna try to write this book seriously. Um, but it's also the elephant in the room is that we are at an existential crux of like cre what creativity means now, okay? The main veins of the show are a uh, our own personal creative adventure or misadventure. Starting out in the evening, so to speak, uh, and and then be an entertaining journalistic kind of indie dive into the industry. So we're sort of the way we talk, you know, you and I are really curious about all aspects of creative industry. That's Hollywood. That's publishing. That's where the new, you know, the, the old um, the old um, fiefdoms of New York and L.A. and maybe Seattle. But I think it's more New York in terms of publishing. Those are really disappearing, Dan. They're being reformed. Really, what's interesting in the main vein, the A, and I'll just I'll stop and let you, uh, is that we're sharing our experience, okay, in in a in a in an edited way, in a way that's fun, but we're doing that because we're actually going to be trying this out. Like we you're you're going to try your dad's thing. We're going to actually try it out if he wants to. We're going to try your brother's stuff, your music. We're going to try all this stuff. We're going to try everything, and then we're going to try ourselves, uh, and we're going to get other people to participate in. Um, by just calling, but just asking them to, um, or quoting them, or whatever it is. Uh, does that make? Does that square? Those three main veins. Those three main veins don't mean three programs. It means that that's the tenor of the show for, <laughs> let's say, we could do three seasons. Even teachers can benefit from this because they're trying to be creative too in the way they want to teach and how they incorporate this. So it's got a, it's got a good appeal. We're producing a book. It's kind of like a. <sighs> Here's here's what it sounds like. It's it's if I were, it's a very meta thing because it's it's a it's almost like if we were disingenuous, we would say, hey, we put a book and we did it and we did it through AI, guys. Don't tell anybody. Why not? We're going to be open about it. We're going to use this tool. We're going to be open. We are we ourselves are trying it and we're showing you how it can be done or how we fail, how we succeed. Uh, we're right. We're learning the rules because everybody's learning the rules. But we happen to have a little bit of an edge because we have done a ton of reading and writing in our lives. So we know what things can look like and what things can be produced, especially you do. Whoever the listener is, is joining us, join, joining in because maybe they can, a lot of people will identify with this, you know, Many, even, even, even established people, especially people that are in their 50s and 60s or 50s that are professionals are being like, oh, shoot, now I don't know anything. How do I do this? It's like we both converged on this thing at the right time. We think we're late to the game, but we're going to find out that probably, hopefully, you know, that's a question we need to ask ourselves in the in the episode or whatever. You know, are we, shoot, are we really late into this game? I mean, it's a genuine concern that we have, right? Is this the right time to be doing this? I mean, look, we just expect, we, we knew the old, we thought we knew the old rules, which was, Oh, try to get an agent, try to do this, try to get a manuscript going, try to do. And then somehow that, you know, that old joke between us about, you know, finally dropping that 500 or a thousand page manuscript on, on some old guy's desk, you know, you know, because somehow the world is expecting us. He's been waiting for us the whole time. And it's such a such a teenage fantasy, right? Such a that, there, you know, that every creative person has everything like once I do it, they will come, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it's really the opposite. You have to kind of get up once you and, and start running.
you know there's no there's no room for walking around and meandering it's like you got your wares and now let's start to sell this stuff don't miss the next episode of hacking it where rob and i discuss our own personal journeys as writers as we tackle the obstacles and challenges of self-publishing until then keep writing keep writing